0: The talk shop.
1: You're still on the talk shop on SAFM South Africa's news and information leader Taking your SMS's on 34701 We're talking about uh, smoking habits amongst black communities And I, I'm actually curious about um, what you feel should the discussion really just be on black communities uh, But let's talk about that because that's what Nishita Peer has looked at She's a corresponding author of the cardiovascular risk in black South African study and a researcher at the Non-Communicable Disease Research Unit at the Medical Research Council. Nishita, good evening to you and thank you so much for joining us. Hi, good evening. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start off with the study itself, uh, the process that went into putting the study together.
2: Um, well, this study was a follow-up. We felt that we hadn't, didn't have the cardiovascular disease risk factors, in the black population in Cape Town for a long time, the last time such a study had been done was in 1990. Mm. So almost two decades later we decided to do and the main thing was we didn't have, we didn't know whether, what was happening with the diabetes prevalence, with the cholesterol levels and, and all the other cardiovascular risk factors, obesity, alcohol, smoking. And so therefore, with that in mind, we decided to do this, and we, and we conducted the study in the same uh, township that, was, con- that, there was, that was done in 1990, mm. Langa, Guguletu, Crossroads in Yanga and Kayalicha in Cape Town.
1: Okay, so we're talking about uh, 25 years of, um, of the gap, or rather 24 years perhaps since uh, the study had been done in those areas. What came out?
2: Uh, well, what we found was that the study was done in 25 to four year old adults, and what mm. we found that the that the diabetes, that increased prevalence of diabetes, had increased a lot. As it was um, originally, it was now it's up to eight percent. Uh, um, about so it's increased by about from about six uh, percent in 1980 to uh, uh, it's quite increased quite a bit, increased to 12 percent. So mm-hmm. that's a big increase. And the hypertension prevalence is quite high, was almost 40%, actually 39% in the, in this population. And the, the interesting thing was that cholesterol, before uh, we had felt that the black community wasn't at risk for heart attacks because they had uh, a very favorable cholesterol profile. But what we found in the study that that was not true, the cholesterol profile has gotten worse with the bad cholesterol, which is called Low-density lipoprotein cholesterol that's gone quite high, and the good protein has come down. So now there are increased risk for heart attacks, and would, if this continues, then in a few years' time, we may see an increase of prevalence of heart attacks in the black
1: population. Mm. And what about smoking? What came out with regards to the amount of men and women that smoke today in comparison to what the numbers were in 1990?
2: Um, we found that um, overall the prevalence had decreased, mm. but, but it was not uniform across gender and across ages. So when men, for example, while the overall prevalence had increased from uh, 60 to 51%, we found that the young men, 25 to 34 year olds, their prevalence has actually hadn't decreased much. It was still like 57%. Mm. So that means all the uh, anti-tobacco legislation, all that hadn't had a significant impact on them. And, probably, and we think it's probably maybe due to influences of peer pressure, light, the widespread acceptance of the use of, uh, of tobacco as a risky behavior. And what we found in women was that the rate had remained static. It had cha- hadn't changed over two decades. It was still 8%. And this was, on the first side, it was low, probably because of the influence of gender norms and social disapproval, particularly in black women. Mm. But with the change in you know, modern world, with with urbanisation, with globalisation, there's been weakening of social and cal- cultural constraints, greater female at- autonomy, and women may be encouraged to smoke. Also, one of the things for, in the tobacco culture is that the increased cigarette prices, but uh, with the women's increased spending power, the the, the, the Increased cigarette prices may have not made a difference with cigarettes still being more affordable to them. So that means that we need to think of uh, think of it out of the box and think of novel novel ways to decrease smoking prevalence in in women. Maybe we need to um, create programs or 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 have measures that um, that would have tobacco the absence of tobacco associated with values appreciated particularly. By black women, such as upward mobility, access mm. to personal and social development, personal dignity, and family welfare. So these are all things out there that think that we need to try and do to help and to improve the, the situation as it is. Yes. But on the other hand, might if they had not had tobacco measures as is as is, with I mean with increased advertisement and you know the, the targeting women, may have found that the rates would have increased markedly. So it's it may not have helped, but it certainly didn't. Um, make the situation any worse, the tobacco, counter tobacco legislation.
1: Mm. And, and that's what I want to get into. I mean, if you talk about some of the numbers in comparison to 1990 and in 2015, or what came out of 2014, the work that was done in 2014, and the numbers have still pretty much stayed the same, yet all this work is... Has gone into stop people um, into stopping people from smoking. I mean, t- legislation as you mentioned that's been tightened, um, mm-hmm. advertising that's been banned, designated smoking areas. Where do we where do we put the blame here? Is it law enforcement? Is it is it norms? What we, what's the problem? I don't know. It is it's
2: a very complex issue. You know, the factors that influence uh, cigarettes multi multifactorial. It relates to knowledge. To perception, sociocultural norms that motivate uh, smoking, and you know, and we need to, I think, as I said, think out of the box, think what really is going to affect it.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think saying it's bad enough is really probably not enough. We probably need to do more in terms of maybe uh, put pictorial messages on our cigarette boxes, saying that this cigarette harm theory maybe just a very vague thing, but if you put a up a really damaged lung, or you know, a really emaciated person with the side effects of uh, of smoking. That may have made it home rather. Mm.
1: Mm. So something that 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 speaks directly to the smoker instead of just you know putting legislation together and tightening up the laws. Uh, but you're not telling someone to stop smoking. You're just saying don't smoke here, and and, and that perhaps might not be um, the right way to go about it. What do you think we should be doing? Um What are the why your message is not reaching people? How do you think we should? Um, encourage South Africans to smoke less. Give us a call on 0891 That's 0891 uh, 104207. Send your SMS as well to 34701. I'm speaking to Nashita Pierre, who's a corresponding author of the Cardiovascular uh, Risk in Black South Africans study, and she's with the Medical Research Council. Now, one of the, the points that you've made in obviously talking quite publicly about the study is that you you said that we need more targeted interventions rather than general ones and that's the point that you've just made um, but perhaps if you're listening, you have a few ideas as to what a, a targeted intervention actually is. Instead of having general interventions and legislation, how do we have um, interventions that to speak directly to the smoker? Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. That's oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Now, Nashita in putting to, in putting the study together, surely you looked at um, uh, issues around uh, psychosocial stress and, and that sort of thing. Yes, that's correct. We mm-hmm.
2: used three measures of psychosocial stress, mm-hmm. um, but the easiest one to explain me is the one looking at the, the uh, number and the type of adverse events experienced by people. And we found that uh, adverse events and another measure called uh, a sense of coherence, also a measure of psychosocial stress, these were uh, these stress indicators showed that women uh, who were stressed were more well, of so us were smokers. Now we don't know whether, because it's a cross section study, it could be the chicken or the egg, <laughs> but which one, uh, which one comes first? Yeah. But uh, what, but what is known is that um, smoke da- smoking does not relieve stress. That is a myth. I mean, in fact, uh, smoking contributes to um, to feelings of stress. because You know, with nic- nicotine withdrawal, you know, people get more more stress with that. Yeah. Actually, people that don't smoke are less likely to be stressed than people that do smoke. So this also these factors, you know, may need to incorporate these things into a um, into a smoking intervention for women.
1: Yeah, I mentioned earlier, just as we began the discussion, I thought, why look specifically at black communities? And maybe you can uh, talk about that. Obviously, that also um, the deciding factor also being a study that was done in 1990, and and trying to copy what they had done and see what's happening now, uh, but. You know, we talk about the tightening of legislation. Of legislation, we've had, um, you know, price hikes in mm-hmm. cigarettes as well. Yet no changes in black poor communities. So that brings the question: you know, what is going on? The prices are getting higher. This is happening in poor communities. Yet people are still forking out the money to go and buy the cigarettes.
2: Yes, no, there are still smoking cigarettes. I mean, you find one in two men is a daily smoker. But we find that uh, probably uh, maybe they have started. They're smoking less than what they did, uh, smoking fewer cigarettes than before. The average number of cigarettes smoked by those that smoke daily is six cigarettes a day mm. at the moment. So, yeah, so it may have been reduced from before. So even though they're still keeping up with the habit, the number of cigarette consumption hopefully has decreased.
1: Okay, 0891104207 to give us a call. Davis is in Durban. Good evening to you and thank you for calling.
4: Uh, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. How sure. are you doing?
1: Very well. How are you?
4: Oh, uh, good night, good And compliment of the new season. And
1: to
3: you. you.
4: All right. Um, um yeah, you know, um my it's, it's just a really, really, you know, um uh, complex issue and and I I hear what um uh, know you guys are saying, you know, it's only it's not only about, you know, tightening the legislation but it has to to really, really start there. the only problem I see one of the of the major issues is is uh, there is there is lack of enforcement when it comes to like uh, what you are saying now, targeted you no know, black communities where you know um, uh, even if the price has been high and nothing is actually changing, actually you see a rise. Mm. I think it's only a matter of, of of the lack of enforcement because we have like you know um, uh, sometimes even illegal shabuins and, and and stuff. So um, uh, the young um, uh, the young um, I mean the youth they get, they get this easy access to it. It's not necessarily that you no know, they buy them personally. But you you get actually uh, 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 like people who are actually senior or adults actually being 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 the ones who actually give yeah. youngsters you know just 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 freely and i think I think it it, it has to go down to a matter of actually sitting down with some communities but the the only thing that um problem oh God, it takes money to sit down, but I think if there's more of um of uh of a society. Uh, education on the, on the elders that, you know, like how bad it is. Like, um, I think she also raised, um, a very, very important thing of actually maybe visualizing, showing actually how bad the liver is affected. I think those things would really, really go a long way. And, um, just to, to finish off my other con- concern as well, why I say that, you no, know, there need to be a, a societal, you know, education on this is that, you no, know, even we see even in our mouths that there are signs, yes, that says no, no smoking. But you find some people actually smoke in the parking, which is like an undercover parking. And you've got the children, you've got people who don't smoke, but they don't really, really let, like, um, I know, regard that. So I think it's more of a lack of enforcement. Mm. The legislation has been there, but the lack of total enforcement really, really, let's think, guys, let's deal with the perpetrators. Those who sell, um, I mean, like, like cigarettes to underage, they really, really need, be, need to be dealt with properly.
1: Yeah. And and, and more you. importantly, Davis, and I'm glad you raised that point at the end, and that's, you know, enforcing mm-hmm. the laws. And I want to raise yes. with you, um, just to actually, thanks, Davis, sir, but you can listen in on the radio. But just to add a point, I want to maybe talk about the responsibility of South African citizens to hold those smokers accountable. Um you're in a restaurant, and the restaurant does not have a designated smoking area, and so people are smoking willy-nilly. That is illegal. What can you as a South African then do? Uh, that's something that I'd like to look at. Uh, Jacques is in Cape Town. Jacques, good evening to you.
5: Hi, good evening. How are
1: you? Mm, I'm very well.
5: Um, I'd just like to, you know, um, make a few points here sure. regarding smoking. Um, you know, firstly, you know, uh, we do what our parents do, right? Yeah so so you know almost invariably we support the same uh, rugby teams or the same football teams <laughs> uh, and so on and um you know to break the cycle of a father teaching the child how to smoke right is incredibly difficult right um uh, my father smoked and um you know the 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 sheer irritation of the, the of the passive smoke um cause none of our you know cause me and all my my siblings not to smoke
1: right. but
5: on the other hand you know you get parents that want to be friends to their children and not parents to them they don't have the guts to be parents mm. and then uh, they smoke with their kids uh, from a young age
3: mm.
5: um, so that is the first thing so, so we do what our parents do and, and we need to you know man up as parents and say well you know look what I'm doing and look how this is affecting my health and my child you know uh, you learn things. you sometimes you learn uh, how, how to do things from me, but sometimes you should learn how not to do things, uh, mm. by looking at me. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, we've got a young generation of, of people, uh, especially girls who are, uh, pressurized to look pretty. And, um, you know, I've, I've heard many, many girls say that they, uh, that, that smoking keeps them, prevents them from, from eating too much. And, um, you know, they, 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 they look, uh, they wouldn't give it up because they're scared they become overweight. Mm. Uh, so that is the second one. And the third one is, you know, we, we it doesn't matter how much you legislate. Uh, <laughs> the guy who's really smoking is an addict. Uh, he, he, you, can't, you, can, you can't legislate him into stopping smoking. <laughs> so you'll find a way if he has to sit on the roof in the snowstorm, he will smoke. Yeah. So what we need to do is we need to look at, uh, uh, you know, the pillars that people... Uh, have in life right and some use drugs as a pillar some mm. use uh, drinking as a pillar and some use uh, cigarettes as a pillar and i think what the targeted approach uh would do or could do or maybe should do is, is go and say well um, you know in a community let's uh, uh let the parents uh, you know get involved with the kids that are smoking and, and try to to uh give them different pillars like sports right. or uh, you know, or something like that. Um, mm. I'm not uh, an expert with this, but I mean, there must be some other pillars that you can lean on. Right. Um, you know, and, uh, if, if you've got emotional stress. Um, you know, and, and, um, look, you won't, you won't solve the problem today, I think. It's a, it's a, it's a generation long, mm. uh, process. Mm. Uh, but, but I think we've got a man up as, as, parents, you know, and, and as friends, actually. And like what you're saying is not 100% correct. You've got to have the guts to tell a friend, listen, man. You know, that, um, uh, I, I made a conscious decision not to smoke. Now you're smoking next to me here, so you're forcing me to smoke. Yeah. Uh, uh you know, and, and, uh, you know, even though it's passive smoke, I mean, you know, at a restaurant, you can't eat when the guy behind you is smoking. Because, yeah. You know. So, so, you've made a conscious decision, uh, to, and you, you, you've asserted your, uh, you know, uh, democratic right or chosen that you're not going to smoke. Yeah. And if someone else forces you to do that, <laughs> then, then, uh, you know, you've got to man up
1: yeah um, no definitely Jacques. Thank you so yes. much for calling in, and you've made so many brilliant points and and Davis also talked about children um parents having an influence on how early children actually start smoking. Is that something that you looked at at all Nashita?
2: That's a very important fact because you find that most people actually start smoking before the age of eighteen sure. yeah, so that is quite very so it's uh, so that is the time to get them you know to um when they're still at school to try and install, you know, the the values that, you know, it is just not cool to smoke.
3: Because mm.
2: afterwards, as you know, once they start smoking, they become addicted, it's very hard to uh, reverse the process and to get them to stop smoking.
1: Mm. Um, we talked earlier about um, in poor communities, are still seeing the same amount of people smoking, maybe the amount of cigarettes having gone down, perhaps, um, but one of the things that is that has been a, a problem quite recently in South Africa has been the influx of fake cigarettes. Um, could that have had an impact on some people choosing to continue smoking instead of uh, paying attention to the hike in price?
2: Uh, I suppose it could have. I'm not um, very versed with the uh, with the influx of the of, of the fake cigarettes and the price they're selling it. At. Mm. But obviously, if they're getting it at a at a cheaper price than the normal cigarettes, then that will lead to an increased uptake of smoking yeah. of these uh, uh, illegal cigarettes that were brought into the country.
1: Right, And and, and what about the link between uh, tobacco and, and gradually moving up to other drugs like uh, cannabis and heroin and so forth? Uh, did this come up at all in the research? Um, you find that
2: generally people, or actually that the younger people who generally tend to... Uh, do things that they're not supposed to Like for example 15 year olds smoking When you know 15 year olds are not supposed to be smoking Or mm. otherwise people are smoking on the playground When they shouldn't be doing so These have been found in international studies That they are more likely to uh, take on more harder drugs and other illegal substances
1: mm. And any, anything that came up with regards to um, smoking habits Being attributed to the way that people socialize
2: yeah, we all know that it. it's due to peer pressure, family of friends smoking, people around you smoking, you no, know, it's, if everybody's doing it, it's hard for you not to do it. So even yeah. if you don't have an inclination, you might, you will do it even just to fit in. That's
1: yeah. what happens, unfortunately. Yeah, I'll take some more of your calls on 0891104207. That's 0891104207, and uh, send your SMSs to 34701. That's 34701. We're speaking to Nashita Peer, a corresponding author um, of the Cardiovascular Risk in Black South Africans study, and a researcher with the Medical Research Council in the uh, Non-Communicable Disease Research Unit. Uh, 34701 to send in those SMS's, they focused specifically on black communities and looked at um, smoking habits in those communities in comparison to what was happening in 1990 in uh, black poor communities in the Western Cape so that's Kayali, Chalanga and, and so forth and I'm keen to hear from you why you think messages are just not reaching people, were there any resolutions or ideas from respondents as to what it is could be that 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 could be done to curb um, the amount of people that are smoking in their communities.
2: Sorry, Did she we ask them... No, that was not one kind of the questions that we asked them. Unfortunately, mm. whether what are the reasons. But I have found. Um, when I was in public, in, in private practice, the patients would say, the ones that did quit, they would say that because it's got it's gotten too expensive to buy the cigarettes. So, so it was mainly male patients, and it seems to be working better. You know the increase in price hikes, because it was really expensive. Quite a few of them had stopped smoking,
1: mm. and those
2: that didn't had cut down drastically.
1: Mm. And... Uh, maybe let's talk about how we could take a look at the study because if you're able to then put this together, surely this needs to be shared with the rest of the country because uh, we need to also paint a picture across the country as to what's happening out there as well.
2: Uh, yeah, and we've, uh, we've published the, the data in and it's out is it's available easily.
1: Mm-hmm. That's 0891104207. How do we take a look at it then, Nishita?
2: Um, the article it's a, a, it's an academic publication. It's called. Um, let's see what is it called. It's called Trends in. No, where is it? Listening of this article.
3: Okay, I'll give
2: you. <laughs> okay, so it's because Differential Patterns of Tobacco Use in Black Men and Women mm-hmm. in Cape Town: The Cardiovascular Risk in Black South African Study.
1: Okay, and that's on the MRC website.
2: And um, it's not on the MRC website. It's been published in a journal called a nicotine and tobacco research
1: all right great now we'll take a look at that and, and last year uh we had lancet medical journal also publish an article that stated that uh, one in four uh, colored men die of smoking and then that brings me to my next point i mean we 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 have these studies uh we take a look at them we we then understand what's happening in the country what then is it just another academic conversation and it doesn't really trickle down to where it needs to be going
2: no it does actually it gets taken up and you say try to find feedback but it all takes time to say okay what's the ideal intervention because we need to create the maybe intervention out there around the world but What's out there may not generally be appropriate to our community, our culture, our, our setting. So we need to find what's most appropriate to try and change the behavior over here. And it's, and in the, the colored community, is a very specific community where the, the tobacco use is really high. And, and the inability to quit smoking, maybe it's probably associated with low socioeconomic status, poor psychosocial, psychological health, related to poverty. Social distress and also smoking as cultural and social standing. As I mentioned, I mentioned earlier, that you know your friends and your neighbors are smoking, and you will stick out if you are not, if you are the only one not smoking. Mm. So this makes it more difficult to not to start smoking. And if you want to smoke, to stop smoking makes it more difficult to stop smoking.
1: Mm. Here's an interesting quick fact. Um South Africa became the first and only country to record uh, recent smoking history as part of death certification in 1990. And nobody wants that. Nobody uh, wants a death certificate that states essentially that, you know, I did this to myself. I, I, and that's something that, you know, mean, I want to hear you uh, call in and share why the message is not reaching people. If if you're a smoker and you know that in South Africa we can actually put on your death certificate, no, you know, that, you know, Naledi was a smoker. That's why Naledi is no longer here. If we know that, why is the message not reaching us? 891 Vish is in Maritzburg. Vish, good evening to you.
0: Hello, good evening to you.
1: Mm, Vish, thank you for calling in. Yes.
0: I am one of, uh, a very heavy smoker, so I like to, I like to, uh, talk about this cigarette thing. Mm-hmm. I used to smoke cigarettes that which has gone up to about 34, 35 Ren a packet. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. But now, there are manufacturers that are manufacturing cigarettes uh, which I am buying for 8 ran a packet now.
3: Mm.
0: So now, see, Instead of me leaving the cigarette now, I I, I failed. I tried and tried filling my pockets up with sweets. Each time that I fell for a cigarette, I put a sweet in my mouth. And it never helps Mm. because there's so much out there. If only the manufacturers can be stopped from making these things, Mm. that's the only time we can stop. I smoke something like two packets, two and a half to three packets a day. I'm a truck driver. And I've got no other friend besides a cigarette in my hand. No.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a tough one, no.
0: Each, tra- each time that I feel for something, I just put a cigarette in my mouth. And I've got, sh- and and uh, and I happen to be a heart patient. Mm.
1: I cannot and give it up.
2: I had had the twice.
1: Mm. Uh, and Nishita, would and you I would you would you like to come in there? You were saying something. I no, to know. having. a problem. Stay on the line, Vish.
2: Any other interviews? You know? Uh, eating sweets as you tried nicotine gum for example and nicotine lozenges there are other products in there that to help you get over the you know, the craving for the nicotine in the cigarettes
1: mm. well, we've lost sorry
2: ma'am can i listen on the radio because it's okay uh, no no let me,
1: let me tell you what let me tell you what she said Vish. she she asked if you have tried other interventions so other than just trying sweets have you tried um other things to try and help you stop smoking
0: Yes, I tried the electronic cigarette as well. I tried it, but it was not to my satisfaction.
1: Okay. Okay. Nishita, give us, give, us, give us some I, options, and I know you mentioned some just now. Just repeat some of the options for those that are struggling, because I can imagine it, it. it's a difficult addiction to get over. Yes, it is. Cigarettes
2: are very addictive. They can be more addictive than some hard drugs, and I really sympathize with people who are addicted to smoking and are trying to give up. Uh, The few things they have, they talk about clean nicotine, which means it's uh, nicotine without without that doesn't have the tar because tar nicotine gives you the addictive addiction, but tar in the cigarettes is the one that gives you all the ill health. So they've made nicotine in the form of nicotine patch, gum, nasal sprays, lozenges, or inhalers, and people well they try and use these products while they are getting off the smoking, but also like. I thought, like, how would um, well, with obesity academic eating is not just about being hungry. It's more than that. So similarly with smoking, even even though you may have the nicotine to help with the craving, it's more than that. It's the actual activity. You know, the people get used to to all to all the, the procedures and the and the regularity of smoking. Mm. That also comes into it. Mm,
1: and, and, and Vish was saying that he's tried the electronic cigarette, which. Um, gives you the nicotine without the tar as well but uh, it didn't work for him and I, I, I find it interesting that you say that, that it's not about uh, just the nicotine, it's it's the activity of smoking as well that people struggle to let go of yeah.
2: um,
1: Nashita, give us your closing thoughts I think that's where we'll wrap it up if you have any
2: Um, I think in, in addition to what we've been talking about what else we can do out there I think we need really strong anti-smoking messages in terms of Advertisements to put, to tell us that smoking is very bad. At the moment, all our legislation is uh, more on the passive side. It's done on the, we are not aware of that smoking is bad. We see adverts everywhere, you know, hard hitting adverts on television to say stop smoking, it's going to it's going to affect how you relate to your family. You're going to show you know, uh, an orphan kid because a parent has died of smoking, for example. You know, you're know, going to show you're going into poverty because you're don't because just smoking. You know, these hard-hitting messages, maybe that will have a bigger impact on what is happening than what, we, than what the current legislation is having at the moment.
1: Hmm. Mashita, thank you so much for speaking to us. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you.
2: Thank
1: you so much. It's good. Thank you for having me. Mashita is a corresponding author of the Cardiovascular Risk in Black South African Study and a researcher with the Medical Research Council. You're on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Let's get our African affirmations from the Eskia Institute.